0: Welcome to Marking Minute by Presco. From engineered film to safety markers, take a minute to explore the products that impact us every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Marking Minute, a Presco podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, And folks thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show we appreciate you joining us for some industry thought leadership here on our podcast as we explore today's topic make sure that you're heading to our website presco.com again presco.com For more information on our various solutions and services and some of the specifics we'll be breaking down today but also to get some more presco content we've got videos other episodes of the podcast blogs articles and more live on the site you can also find more episodes of the marking minute on apple podcasts and spotify audio versions obviously hit that subscribe button though and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations plus notifications when we drop new ones so on today's episode of the show we're wanting to explore how presco's products fit into probably one of our cutest industries and that would be pet protection Uh, a popular consumer item as of late the invisible dog fence has become an affordable alternative to large wired metal or wooden fences surrounding a home so that a pup can get outside frolic around etc but not run the risk of going too far right invisible fences offer this kind of versatile solution but going from no fence to invisible fence actually takes a bit more coordination and practice than you would expect. So that preparation and integration is where Presco enters the field. Here to break that down, we are joined today by our guest. His name is Scott Bollinger, National Account Manager for Presco. Scott, it's really great to have you on today. How are you doing?
1: Thank you, Daniel. It's great to be here. I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to explain a little bit more about this market.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, for breaking down that ecosystem of solutions that support our pups in the backyard. I'm looking forward to breaking it all down with you. So let's go ahead and jump in. I want to pull from your experience at Presco first. Um, can you break down and you know if you can mention some specific anecdotes of experiences with the clients that you've worked with? How commonplace has this invisible pet solution become for pet owners today? Is this actually something we see across the board? Is it still relatively niche? Break that uh, dynamic down for us.
1: Yeah, the the one this is one market that um, the pandemic has. It definitely helped expand um, pet growth people wanted a lot of pets they went out to buy pets and and of course when you get the pet you got to figure out how to train it and and how you're going to contain it and the invisible fence market or the pet containment systems market is a great way to do that so yeah thankfully this has been um, a, a strong growth area for us before the pandemic and and the then definitely during the pandemic so uh, we've seen that continue and expect that to keep continuing for the next uh, several years.
0: Perfect. Thanks for that context. Now to do a little bit of compare and contrast here, uh, this isn't a super new solution, but it does you know, really change the dynamic for uh, pet owners and really offers one of the few alternative solutions to a massive fence outfit, right? So compared to more traditional fencing options, where does an invisible fence stand out, right? Like what makes it a flexible solution? Do a little compare and contrast on the pro cons here.
1: Well, um, number one is probably the cost. I mean, depending on the size of the lot and uh, your landscape, the cost of a wood fence or a metal fence can be, can be extremely high. And so the the invisible fence market um, takes a lot of that cost out of it. You've got um, the um, setup costs and the installation, which is much less than a traditional fence. Um, and then, of course, the aesthetic appeal of it. Um, not everybody wants a uh, to look out in their backyard or sitting in their yard and look at a uh, wooden fence or metal fence some of the neighborhoods don't uh, don't want it and so for a lot of people it's a very practical solution and it's surprisingly affordable and just a uh, a really good way to go for containing pets and specifically dogs.
0: Well, as we mentioned earlier, there are a few more moving pieces to launching an invisible fence than uh, you know might be realized. It's a you know it takes a little more coordination than just a sensor and a a collar on your dog. So I want to basically break down that dynamic and get some of the whys for uh, integration. As homeowners roll these out, where do you see some of the biggest challenges in actually implementing said invisible fence correctly? Where are some of the biggest pitfalls and why?
1: Well, the, um, the installation is probably the biggest um, question that people have and a, and a very important part of it. And, you know, do you hire a professional installer? Unfortunately, there, there are. Um, a lot of installers around, a lot of dealers um, throughout the country. So that's very um, viable. Um, it's not um, particularly expensive, and um, you can you can find somebody to install the system. Um, the other option, of course, is to do it yourself. Um, and I've actually done this. I've I've installed one of these systems for my dog, and and it wasn't bad at all. Um, I would say it was a medium-sized property. And as long as you're willing to, you know, the hardest part is uh, digging the trench. So as long as you're willing to do that um, around your property, it's very doable. Um, and it doesn't have to be deep three inches or so in the ground is is enough, but it's important to get the wire into the ground properly. That's how the system is going to last and, and you're not going to have any wire breakage. But um, I would say that the installation is definitely the, uh, the biggest um, question you have once you've set install one of these systems.
0: Hmm. Now, can you connect that to sure. some domino effects? Basically, we're going to do a little cause and effect here. When not given the right care and attention and when uh, the integration of a pet fence is, um, you know, back of mind or just isn't prioritized, how can these solutions end up being lackluster, right? Where does that actually affect the performance and the efficacy of said solution?
1: Well, the biggest issue that you have with these is the wire break. And um, so again, the the installation of the wire underground is the most important factor. Once that is laid correctly, it's probably not gonna break and it's gonna last for several years, um, even decades. So that's the biggest thing is getting that wire into the ground where it's not exposed and to where it it won't break. Fortunately, these systems all have alarms um, to notify you if there is a breakage. So you, uh, you won't be caught off guard, you'll know that the system's not not set, the currents not not flowing correctly. And you can figure out where that break is and and fix it. But other than that, there's really not a lot of maintenance. Um, Once it's installed correctly, Kind of a plug and play type system. It, um, it'll last a long time. The, the pets get used to this very, very quickly. They know where that, that boundary, that perimeter line is, and, and they, uh, they remember it. Um, of course, the dog collar um, takes batteries and they need to be maintained and the collar needs to stay on the dog. But again, I, I've installed one of these with, and with our dog after a month or so, um, we could even unplug the system, and the dog wouldn't wouldn't test it. He would know where that boundary line is, and it wouldn't have to even be plugged in to work. So, um, they work great, and they're easy to maintain, and. Uh, once you get the installation down, it's it's a piece of cake. Well,
0: let's bring Presco into the conversation then. How does Presco fit into this ecosystem to support the deployment of invisible dog fences? Are there particular product sets or relationships you have with these brands that, uh, you know, helps make the integration more holistic?
1: Yeah, so Presco um, traditionally manufactured um, all the flags for, for these systems and the, and the flags are a really important part of it because for the first couple months, they let the dogs and the humans know exactly where this line is, where the perimeter is, and and they need to see that because it's it's a buried wire. So you have to have that visual of the of the flags in order to do the the important um, training steps, which is the the first part of it. Um, and then once the dogs, you know, know where that is, um, the flags can be removed after a couple of months and. Um, and you're good to go. But uh, Presco offers the flags. Presco um, bought a company called ProLine 18 months ago and ProLine was big into the wire for this market and for several other uh, markets um, in, with tracer wire. And the great solution that ProLine brought to the industry was a copper clad steel wire. And traditionally, this market, as with several other um, tracer wire markets, used copper wire. Copper wire is good, but it's also can be very expensive. And, and at this point today, copper clad steel, the wire that we supply is about 60% less than traditional copper wire. So it makes these systems just so much more affordable. And the beauty about copper clad steel wire, it's also stronger. So you have less breakage. It's got the steel core wrapped with the copper and that steel just gives it a really strong breaking point. And uh, during the installation process, you're not gonna pull and break the wires. It's, it's got enough strength to where that won't happen. If you have to be the gardening around the, the wire, um, you've got the extra breaking strength with copper clad steel, to where you just have a whole lot of less breakage with, with copper clad steel. So besides the savings um, and how often do you have a product come along that's actually better than the existing product and is 60% less expensive? That, that doesn't happen very often, but in this case it does. So that's another reason why our market share is just growing like crazy in, in the, uh, the pet fence market.
0: I'd also love to learn a little bit more about the uh, B2B dynamic here between you and the uh, manufacturers or the suppliers of said invisible dog fences. Do you work directly with those companies and the solution providers, or do you work with the end users once they already have the um, the product deployed to get your side of the solution to homes or businesses across the US? Basically, where do you actually fit into that ecosystem? And why has that been the company's decision?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, And and Presco, our business model has always been to work with key distributors. We don't try to sell to everybody. Um, We try to sell to the market leaders. And we don't just sell a product. We actually develop programs, um, whether it's um, sales incentive programs, marketing programs, um, training uh, displays, whatever our key distributors need in order to help them grow their business. That's what we try to do. And through them growing their business, we naturally grow our business. So that's been the Presco market um, philosophy business model throughout all the industries we sell into and, and it's no different here. So there there's a couple of uh, um, key important distributors in this in this market that um, that we partner with and that's uh, our relationship with those guys ha- has been successful and and that's what has driven our growth.
0: All right, let's get a little more detailed on uh, the solutions that you offer to that ecosystem. Uh, first up, I want to understand how customizable they are. I know a big aspect of Presco's product line is just how customizable all of your flag and marker solutions are. Do we see that same kind of customizability in uh, solutions for invisible dog fences? Yes, no, why or why not? And kind of break that down for us too.
1: Yeah, certainly. So the wire comes in, of course, a lot of different sizes, a lot of different jacket um, thicknesses. Um, there's a lot of variables to it. Uh, typically, it goes anywhere from a, a 20 gauge wire that's fairly thin and and kind of sold typically at the uh, big box retail stores all the way down or all the way up in thickness to the uh, like a 14 gauge and some of this is is just the installer's personal preference that um, that they've always used a 16 gauge wire, which is a little bit thicker and heavier, and that's what they what they want to use. It's worked for them, and they they don't want to change. Um, some of it can be re- related to the uh, the climate or the region. Um, typically, up north, um, they use a little bit of a thicker wire just because of the the cold weather um, and the harsh conditions. But we have a diagram I can I can explain to you, too, and, and um, show some of the different application methods of um, how the wire is installed around the property. And and we can go from there.
0: Yeah, sure. Let's actually go ahead and tee up a visual we've got here to give our audience a better understanding of what we're talking about. So this shows a lot of the different customizability options of that wire. Some of the different common scenarios you might see in a home and uh, property and related property, of course. So Scott, uh, go ahead and give us uh, you know the key takeaways from this diagram and uh, continue to expand on the customizability of the solution.
1: Yeah, and the beauty of this is that you know there, there's there's a lot you can do. It's wire, so there's a lot of things you can do. Um, you know that you could, you wouldn't be able to do with a traditional fence, and and on the the square on the far right um, kind of shows you the traditional method. It's a little bit hard to see, but um, the wire comes out from the control box in the garage, and it's braided. And what that braiding does is is kind of cancels the signal, so the dog can walk over that braided wire, that twisted wire, and and then it splits off and, and travels around around the property and then um, you know back to the control box. So it's just one complete loop, one, one complete signal. And, and the dog can, can basically go anywhere it wants. And the, in the bottom square, um, you can see that it, it cuts out around the garden. So the garden is protected also. So the homeowners in this case don't want the dog digging in the garden And um, they can easily um, keep the dog away from the garden with, um, by putting wire around the garden, and the dog can travel anywhere else on the property it wants. Mm -hmm. Um, In the left-hand square, there's two zones that they, uh, they'll allow the dog either in the front yard or the backyard, but um, not in the side yards. So um, the dog can go out the garage door, the front door, or the back door and then in the top square um, you see where that is a waterfront property and so the wire is looped around three quarters of the property but not um, along where the where the water is and for people who live on a lake or something that could be a good option Uh, the idea with this is that it's you know it doesn't have to fit a certain property we can install this on any property um, just because it has so much flexibility to it
0: Well, thank you for breaking down all those scenarios for us um i got to get myself some property and a dog and then now i know i've got unlimited options and can deploy just about anything Uh, i want to just follow up on a few points here and then start to wrap up our conversation scott but you you already sort of gave us some examples here of the typical wear and tear we see on the wires Uh, but if you had to summarize that and also expand for the kind of wear and tear we see on the vinyl flags in the field as well What are the most common scenarios that said wires and flags will have to endure in the field? And then how does Presco design around those environmental or use case challenges to create a resilient product? What are some of your strategies there?
1: Well, fortunately for us, both with Presco and Proline, is is we're manufacturers. So we can manufacture the flags, manufacture the wire. Um, with several different formulations for several different climates or markets. Um, the, the flags, of course, are typically uh, you know, used outdoors. So they're, they already have uh, UV inhibitors and cold crack properties and, and uh, different things to protect them from the harsh weather conditions. Uh, and again, the, the flags are only used temporarily. So it's typically about two uh, months that the flags are in the ground. And by then the dog is trained and humans are trained. So they know where that boundary line is, the wire is made to be buried underground. So that it's been designed for that application. And, you know, the installation process, as long as it's done correctly, um, the wire is not going to be exposed, and it'll literally last for decades, it's, it's made to last for decades underground. So um, once that's done correctly, from the get go, it's It's going to last a long, long time, a lot longer than a wooden fence. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's not going to be a maintenance issue. You don't have to paint it or stain it or do anything with it. It's there and it's good to go. So um, you're not going to have any problems with it after the initial installation process is done correctly.
0: All right, Scott, uh, expanding on the relationship you have with your B2B suppliers and you know being a manufacturer in this space I'm curious what B2B partnerships have you de dele- uh, excuse me delivered and developed uh, to uh tr- create and and transform these solutions into ones that are really quality and that have a uh you know a long term value right how is that reflected in the partnerships you've chosen to develop to support these products and uh, how do you see the supporting things like quality production speed etc uh, etc cetera,
1: et cetera? yeah so there are are really two dominant players in this market that and we have partnership set up with both of them. The the first one is is Radio Systems. And um, they are the um, invisible fence brand and the pet safe brand. Um, And the second one is perimeter technologies, which is pet stop and um, extreme fence brands. And both these guys are great companies, we have a really good partnership set up with them. Um, We manufacture custom products for them, we we have managed inventory systems for them. So, um, you can imagine that the springtime and the summertime are their extremely busy seasons. So, we, you know, we stock up for them, we'll run in them in the winter and, and stock product for them. So, that when they do get really busy, we've got it ready to pull, it's in our warehouse. And um, as I mentioned before, you know, the different programs that we have set up with these guys, um, dealer meetings and training and uh, marketing programs, which really solidify our partnership and make it easy um, for us and for them to grow our business, and uh, and it's done really well. So, uh, just to give you some idea on the the size of the market as far as the wire goes and the and the flags go. There's, there's about 60 million feet of buried wire used in this industry every year, and that relates to um, 24 million flags um, that will be for this market in 2021. So it's, it's a lot of material and uh, like I said, it's growing. Um, there's a lot of expansion and uh, it's just an exciting market to be part of. So yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this today
0: yeah of course scott well last but not least uh you know to your point on this being a growing market and you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that uh some of the loneliness of covid set in for a lot of people and they turned to a you know sweet four-legged friend to phil said void i'm wondering how do you see this product the invisible dog fence uh, any of its uh, sort of tangential products like the wires and the flags that presco provides or just the larger market, how do you see any of those continuing to shift in the oncoming months or years? And just do you see any uh, you know needs on the horizon for said industry? And how is Presco preparing?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, in general, um, you know, the pet market is is expanding, uh, at least in the in the United States. and. You seem to see this everywhere, you know, flying, um, you know, a lot of people taking their pets with them on vacations and, and such. So, it's it's a big it's a big market. Um, you know, they're an important part of, of a lot of families, the, the pets are, and, and I don't think that's going to uh, decrease. I think that's going to keep expanding. Um, I think it's here to stay. And, and uh, you know, with the cost of wood lately, wood's been um, extremely expensive. Um, you know the, the invisible fence market is a great option and and you know something that we're forecasting to continue to grow for for several years um I, I think it just is uh works well for for a lot of different people and and uh, we'll
0: continue to expand all right i think on that note we'll go ahead and wrap up our conversation for the day so scott thank you so much for joining us and giving us a breakdown of the invisible dog fence product to the broader market some of the other technologies and products that support the ecosystem and where Presco fits into that dynamic. Again, we've been chatting with Scott Bollinger, National Account Manager for Presco. And Scott, if folks want to find out more about this product, about how Presco supports that ecosystem, or maybe they just want to get in touch, how can they do so?
1: You can email me uh, sbollinger, B-O-L-L-I-N-G-E-R at presco.com. Uh, or reach out and call me, uh, 469-215-6180. And I'd be glad to answer any questions or just chat.
0: Perfect. Easy enough. I love it. Scott, thank you so much for your time. It's really been a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it.
0: And thank you, everyone, for watching another episode of The Marking Minute, a Presco podcast. If you like what you heard and saw and want some previous content, or you want to uh, make sure you don't miss out on any of our future conversations, make sure you're heading to our website, presco.com. Again, presco.com, and subscribe to The Marketing Minute on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of The Marketing Minute.